0: Thank you. year, the epic continues. This is
1: That yeah, boys. That was a little crash. Oh, no. Whoa. What was that?
2: Who that? Who it's Devin. <laughs> 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 I really was going to try you, to get into Tommy. Yeah, but my yeah. throat's been a little hoarse.
1: Well, that's, that's okay. Yeah. I was going to come up with a bad joke. Bad dad joke, but I'm going to
3: reframe ponies. for
1: that later when I get a little. Yeah. Bad dads. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody.
3: Yes, welcome. Hello. Thanks for joining us on the
1: Bruinview Podcast.
3: You, of course, are Mr. Brad. I am, as always, your Andrew. I am. Wouldn't be anybody else. Couldn't be.
1: Mm-hmm. And our annual uh, guest. Yes. I, almost to the day, because I think last year it was on the 9th of August that he joined us
2: it was august 30th uh two years ago oh. i saw in our skype history call <laughs> or call history thing but you
1: you did join us last year too right yeah yep yeah yeah nice very good yeah
2: so thanks for having me
3: back
1: Masters i appreciate head. it mr devin uh, uh yeah course. absolutely
3: yeah i'm excited welcome 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 welcome
2: well, I heard you guys, I kind of volunteered myself to jump in when I heard you guys were talking about a movie I really liked. So. Uh,
3: that's what you have to do with us because, um, you know, we're, we're, we're good at, at keeping uh, the lights on here, keeping it running, um, but, you know, proactive. Well, I think I said uh, in our text messages tonight, um, focus is one thing I'll never be accused of being. So volunteer yeah. yourself whenever you'd like.
2: Yes. Well, like, you know, once a year, it's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. There you go. So, so just keep doing you. But yeah, uh, so you, like you said, we're planning on talking about a movie. Apparently you like it.
2: I do. But before we get into that, what are you guys drinking? Oh,
1: wow, You're, oh, Look at before. that. Take an initiative. You've done this before.
2: I listened <laughs> to it enough. I know how it's done. Yeah, wow. You're the one.
3: uh what about jim there's a couple tens of people have complimented us on this show uh yeah so beer time of course it's the brew part of Bruin view i um i'm drinking a beer from urban south tonight um they are a little ways down the road from me Located in New Orleans, Louisiana. And they make some quality stuff. They're super popular. And uh, for their uh, three-year anniversary, I think it was, um, they released uh, like 13 beers or something. They released a ton of beers. Um, One of them was Murphy's Mule. And that's what I'm having tonight. Oh yeah, yes. Um, so it's listed as sour dash other, um, but it's a bourbon barrel aged sour um, with ginger and lime. So I think Ooh. I think that's where the, the kind of mule part comes in. Uh, a bourbon aged sour. Yes, I could get I... behind that. Tell you what. Oh, it was probably. I wait to hear. It was probably really good. Um, 63 people on IMDb have checked in at Mm. 3.9. So when I checked it in tonight, I did not rate it. Um, And the big reason being, their one-year anniversary was quite a while ago. (laughs) Or three-year anniversary. Their one-year anniversary was even longer. Um, But the anniversary... uh, Two years uh, before. On which we... uh, we, um, OT purchased this, on which she purchased this has long since passed, and it was in a bottle, and, um, the beer is, has gone
1: flat. Uh, oh. Oh, it looks flat, too. It looks like you're drinking oh, ginger ale. Yeah, it al. looks like, ap- yep. Yeah.
3: Ginger ale's better. I was going to say apple juice. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, apple juice, yeah. No, but
3: gi- ginger ale is more appropriate as well. Um, but it's got this great, um, like it smells phenomenal, um, great like ginger, that that spice to it. Um, it just, I, I, if they brew this again, I want to enjoy it fresh for sure because um, I think it's got all the makings of a excellent beer. Um, but I'm just not, uh, I'm not experiencing it in the right way. So it feels mm-hmm. uh, feels unfair to uh, give it any sort of rating um it's uh 6.5 abv 20 ibus and uh it is it's tastes good like i can tell that they're they're you know they did a good job but shame on me it's
1: well, uh, unfortunate it yeah i wonder and it's gone well i mean I guess in any container, like whether it's a can or a bottle, though eventually it's gonna go flat. Oh yeah. But I'm wondering Does yeah. like do the like the corked beers do they stay longer? I they can't, right? The seal i think they keep
2: shorter.
3: Yeah, I would yeah, imagine right? so. They, yeah, to. you're
2: gonna get a little more um you'd be able to get some pressure through that cork, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Cans, just it's, at the end of the day, cans are just the best for beer. And, yeah, and they're more recyclable.
2: I keep them the beer in the dark.
3: Yep. No lights. No amount of green glass can save you, Heineken. Your beer sucks. Yeah. That's
1: right. Uh well that stinks but is cool because you can tell the, the yeah, good parts like, of it. But.
3: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool that I can drink it and be like, Wow, this uh this was a great beer at one point and then I had to be uh neglectful, put it in the back of the fridge. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's got all the makings of a great beer. I just wish I could taste it fresh. Um and you know, that's my fault.
1: Uh well, hmm, that is your fault. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. As you said, I agree. Uh, I went off brand a little bit. Oh no. Are you and drinking I an, have am drinking, I'm I'm
3: drinking
1: an APA. I'm sorry. Drinking an APA. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is yeah, this is definitely different. I'm I'm drinking a, a Hennepin Session Ale, a on ale. Uh, from uh, Oma Gang. Oh wow, that is brewery. Different. Damn. Well done. Uh, seven point seven ABV with a fifty IBU. Uh, the brewery's is in Cooperstown, New York. Um, I'm walking which, that's, here. Well, I'm. I uh, this is. I think next summer that's going to be one of our places. I, I'm going to take my family is to Cooperstown, mm-hmm. Cooperstown the Baseball Hall of Fame, and uh, I think my son will enjoy it. I heard it's very nice up there for the summer. Anyways, uh, this is brewed with ginger, uh, coriander, yes, and yeah. orange peel.
2: Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. So like uh, Blue Moon, it's so like a Belgian yeah, wit has like a coriander and orange peel in it.
1: There you go, because I got a lot of those hints of that. It tasted, because I like Blue Moon. I think it's it's a, actually a good mass-produced beer. It's good like song. it's not, it's not terrible. And this is, I guess, close to that. And I'm I don't have enough of those to really really have that. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, reference point, I suppose, to that. Um, but you know, the times I've had Blue Moon, and it, it's probably been. Five years since i've had one but uh it reminds me of that so it's it's not a bad beer i enjoyed it it went down really smooth um i gave it a 3.5 just because it's not like one of my favorite you know styles of beer but it went down i mean i drank it within the first couple minutes of well actually within the time it took us to get on skype so how's that
3: <laughs> took a couple two three yeah. minutes you know yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but a good beer. Uh, this was a gift to me from uh, from one of the coaches on my baseball team last mm. season. And I've been saving it for a special event. And nice. Guys, it's that time. All right. Nice. I
3: like it. All right. Well,
2: you guys can, might be able to see me making weird faces every time I, I take know, a drink yes. you're, of my beer. You're doing some weird,
1: are so loving it. To, uh, you're I'm making to, those faces that Jim Carrey made whenever he uh, drank the pee out of the bottle. Or no. And I'm a dumber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm,
2: I'm trying to figure out whether there's things to like about the beer I'm drinking. Um, so I'm drinking... As part of the theme of tonight, uh, "Cosmos" mm. by Ecliptic Brewing in Portland, Oregon, and it is a coconut and vanilla hazy IPA. Nick, it... hello. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like a really sweet coconut. What was that, Andrew?
3: Oh, um, I just lost everybody for a second. Mm. Good time. Thought you were just
2: holding really still. <laughs>
1: um, that too.
2: No, so this, and then uh, shook your head
1: vigorously. Like, <laughs> so it's a. Uh, you eight, look like a old video. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh, there he goes again. He's smiling. Uh, eight point zero ABV. Um, it's got like fifteen hundred ratings on Untapped. I put it at three point seven one, but I'm down in like the two two five. Ooh like i this isn't a beer that I would choose to have again beer um, basement, so well, I've got you know a pounder of it, so I guess I'll finish it but um my backup beer that I had before we started recording is uh rogue brewing, which I know is pretty national um mm-hmm. nationally distributed and it's a bat bat squatch
1: oh that I had that with you
2: the yeah.
1: At that, at that, at the, uh, two uh, guys,
2: the growler fill place, or they did yeah. the, yeah, I thought the name sounded familiar, but it's a hazy IPA. Um, that's yummy. And that's, yeah, that's, I've got a six pack of that that I'll be dipping into.
1: Yeah. A little uh, <clears throat> When I came, when I went out and visited, uh, Devin, he took me, uh, we went, where'd all we'd go with all the beers we went to? we, the first night we went to uh like a burger joint, Chili
2: Burger. Yep.
1: Yeah. And they had a bunch of good beers on tap there. And then we went to Devin's house after that. And uh he had brewed three beers. I I choose to think he brewed them for me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I
2: honestly wouldn't have made sure to get all three kegs filled if you weren't coming. So, I you had <laughs> drank you can, one beer out of each. So you can you can say that I brewed them for you cuz I did. Um, and actually, I'm kind of mad at myself talking about that. Um, I had a vanilla porter in my fridge from, that we brewed uh, for our wedding that was a little over a year ago that we had one bottle left. And it, had I known it was in there, um, we would have drank that too. But Because the
1: year aging uh, did a lot for it. It was, it was really good. Cool. So I was trying to explain, you had, what was it? It was like a dark cascade. I was trying yeah, so
2: to have it's, a trouble. Uh, it's the style I was going for, whether it hit it or not, is a Cascadian dark ale, which is basically an IPA using cascade hops. Um, and then you hit it with some like roasted barley to give it kind of a dark roasty flavor in with the bitterness of the hops. So you get like the kind of stringent bitterness of roasted barley like you would in like a porter or a brown. um, And then you get like a bitterness with the hops. Yeah. That's what I was going for.
1: Whether that came through or not. I don't know. I, I dug it. So it was good. I enjoyed it. Good. Nice. Um, uh but he also French took French me to beer. Deschutes Brewery. I think oh, everyone's probably had that. Deschutes. Yeah. Uh that that was a fun place to go. We tried out some pretty uh, heavy beers from there. Uh we went to that Growler Growler Field, like two guys growler or something it was like, like that. Growler guys, I think. Yeah, Growler Guys, yeah. Uh which we had they had uh pretty healthy healthy selection to choose from, probably like
2: forty beers. I'd say Thirty beers?
1: Oh, uh, at least that I think they had a they had a really good a really good selection. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a fun little time, and I, uh,
2: I made Brad go on like a five mile hike.
1: Oh no, you didn't make me. <laughs> um, but...
2: I think I uh, oversold that one. I, I thought it was like three miles, and then <laughs> oh four miles in i was like oh crap we're <laughs> we're, still, we're still a ways out
1: come on guys let's keep going um, we're having fun well, right? good, it it wore out my son he was done but it was good it was it was a fun time <laughs> it, like honestly like the the hike we went on it was so weird because it, we're like in the middle of portland and then you like walk off the sidewalk and you're in like this lush vegetation and just like Mossy trees just hanging over. It's crazy. And then like you walk back, like, you know, into a neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And then we walk five miles and then we're in a neighborhood. No, like literally we go from like, um, like padded wooded forest t- to concrete in like t- 20 steps. It's there's, there's no like buffer zone. Like you get the bends almost from, from, um, <laughs> from the, uh, from nature. And uh it was it was odd to have that but I could just imagine like going on some serious hikes up there. Uh you know just based on that but it was pretty sweet. Well next time we come so, out
2: we'll uh we'll get out outside of Portland for a
1: hike. Yeah, for sure. No, that'd be cool. Very cool. And yes, uh so uh yeah, it was I I didn't do uh my beer reviews very good justice on the the podcast because of how m- much stuff had gone on between then and uh, especially your beers uh, because I know you did an IPA and and uh, you did a you did a pills pilsner yeah 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 and and the thing between well I just I know what I like and I'll just you know kind of ramble on about IPAs you know for this podcast. But uh, the thing about Devin is he actually knows what goes into all the beers that we like. And what, like, uh, if you can, I don't know if you can explain to Andrew in the audience a little bit about what makes pills a Pills a Pills. Like all the uh, um, regulations, or not regulations, but all the... Purity laws. Yeah. Something like that. Lack of flavor.
3: Yeah, pretty (laughs) much like,
2: well, that's, so... A Pilsner has, like, a certain, like, so SRM ratings, which I don't even know what that stands for. I think it's somebody's name. But it's, like, the color of the beer. And so, like, the Pilsners have, like, a super strict requirement on to meet that style of what color it can be. So, it's supposed to be that, like, straw color. Mm -hmm. And you basically, you can't put anything in it because everything's going to make it dark. Mm Mm-hmm. So all, like any kind of grain, um, it's just like the more grain you put in it, the, it's got some color to it. So it's going to just like, you can't make a strong pilsner cause you're going to make it too dark. Um, so that was, we, we've made this one twice and it was kind of an experiment to try to get the right color and then make something that was actually decent, um, And I don't know, I don't like pilsners that much, but Mm -hmm. I thought it turned out as good as it could be. Um, We also cheated a little bit on the fermentation. (gasps) Um, There's some, uh, if you get into, like, a Kolsch, for sure, has, like, you have to use certain types of grains. So Mm -hmm. we didn't do that. We just said it's a pilsner. But you're supposed to, like, do a, two fermentation thing um you ferment it regularly and then you put lager yeast in it and then lager it which is at a colder temperature uh, and i could ramble on all day um hey but, that's
3: you're on the perfect show for that so go ahead <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the backbone of like a pilsner you can easily make not pilsners but add some flavor in there and it will be a different style but it has kind of a, just a nice solid mellow background so you can do like berries and stuff so mm. uh blackberry season's coming up in portland so we're gonna try to harvest a 10 pounds of blackberries or something from um gwen's folks yard and make a uh, couple blackberry beers
3: oh nice that sounds good
2: yeah we made a raspberry ale a couple years ago from one of our friends that got a bunch of raspberries and it was just fucking amazing it was just really light fruity solid beer and you know we made 50 bottles and it lasted about two weeks
3: (laughs) damn 50 bottles in two weeks pretty must have been okay must have turned out fine It was acceptable. I tried it. I tried it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I tried
2: it. Again. Well, so we uh, we gave half of it, so twenty five bottles to uh, my friend that gave us the raspberries for that one,
1: and oh, she he, said he definitely made out on or she made out on that yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah,
3: so she said you uh, know all that sh- shitty fruit you gave us. Well, here's yeah. beer.
1: Here's what I did with it.
2: So she they drank all of theirs. I think within a week, so twenty four, twenty five bottles, with like oh, you know, two weekends <laughs> in a row, they had it done. Nice. It took me like another like week or something, and we bottles um, for like six or seven months in the fridge, nice. and it was it aged pretty well.
3: Well, H- age, the one thing I, I than my uh, oh. Murphy's Mule. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So, have you guys you guys had have had um a Moscow mule? Yes. Yeah. What's the big deal about them? Like are they that good? They like, I don't have you
3: you've had them or you're just trying to get yeah, our take on I've them? Yeah, I've
1: had I've had like one or two. I mean, like, they're refreshing and
3: the I think it's it's the same Thing for like people, I don't know. I I think it's a a like umbrella that a lot of people can get under, versus like um like I don't a, know. Versus a more elaborate cocktail, it's just it's simple.
2: Like a Manhattan, it's refreshing. Yeah, but it it's more drinkable than that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. That it's it, more approach a bigger umbrella approach. Yeah. Yeah. So you want
2: yeah. okay? So we we drink actually a fair num- amount of uh we do Kentucky mules but i'll tell you the yeah. secret this is what we do this is the secret
3: bourbon ditch the vodka get meal. some
2: oh. get some bourbon
3: bourbon and ginger beer baby
2: and then uh i don't know about if you guys can get it there but we can get like a s- really strong ginger beer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the strong ginger makes a huge difference but we have to like the taste of ginger
3: yeah oh i i tell you exactly um we uh I, a friend of mine she owns a uh, ginger beer brewing company and it is the best fucking thing like it, it just i um we used to carry it at the bar and that was amazing Because so i would just grab one probably i would say every other day i worked i'd be having one it it was just so good like a little bit of sweetness a lot of spice and just very refreshing so like having something like that um with like where the ginger beer itself has a little more craftsmanship to it and a little more craft behind it um it, it makes a huge difference i think um
1: But yeah, yeah. can I I need to interrupt real quick. Okay. My wife wants to say hi to you guys. Okay. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hi. How are how are you guys?
3: Good. Good. I like your haircut.
1: Oh, I got like a yeah, faux hawk, mohawk thing.
3: I know, but I like it. It's got a nice texture to it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, hair's overrated.
3: I don't know yeah you can do cool (laughs) stuff with it i mean
0: i can i can
3: we we can you and
0: i i know
1: yeah i I try to keep mine
2: short enough that it stays out of the way
1: i agree i agree it it needs trimmed up but my sister's my hairdresser so that doesn't always go so well
3: (laughs) oh i would think that that'd be like way more convenient
2: no, because then it's oh. like Gwen cuts my hair, but it mm-hmm. ends up being the biggest thing to like, OK, now we actually have to make time just in our normal schedule instead of like just, you know, me going and doing it on my own and putting it on the calendar.
3: <laughs> we have to put it up. like put it in it's the like, Google oh, calendar. yeah, like,
2: oh, yeah, we'll do it this week. Oh, yeah, we'll do it this week. And then it ends up, you know. I and she working. has
1: quite the calendar system. <laughs> I mean, you just don't have a month up there. You've got it all.
2: Oh, yeah. We figured out long ago we've got to look at like two, three months ahead to be able to get it all in there.
1: Yes. Well, I'll let you guys all have your fun because I actually have to go to work tomorrow.
3: (laughs) Ooh, me
2: too. Ah!
1: Oh, you're (laughs) (laughs) So it was good seeing
2: you
0: guys.
3: You too. Yeah, you too.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Oh, that was hot. <laughs> just wait till you see our webcam series. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'll let you guys review that next week. <laughs> <laughs> or if I die of a heart attack from uh, football, you guys can.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so just don't uh, do what my brother did and take a helmet to the face. In uh, football practice.
4: i he's, like,
2: he's like coaching like sixth graders, I think. Oh. And so they're doing oh, no. something. And the kid just nailed him right in the chin with the helmet and gave him a concussion. Nice. Oh. <laughs> and I'm um, like, mildem. that's what you get for playing football without a helmet on when other people have helmets. It's
3: a safety thing. Yep.
2: So I prefer the rugby.
3: <laughs> yeah, that way no one has helmets, and no, yeah, exactly. That is actually like, um, I saw a video that a friend of mine showed me. Um, and it was like rugby guys watching football hits, and you would think, like, you think, and and I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but like, you would think that rugby guys see a lot of gnarly shit, and um, the guys is. Watching these football hits and, and he's just like wincing and just like oh no, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, just these reactions to it. It just goes to show you how fucking insanely hard these people are hitting each other these days, and it's probably well, going to get worse before it gets better. Well, it's,
2: well, no, it,
1: that's oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, as I say it's it's the football players because they have pads, right? They just like completely launch themselves. Without any regard for their own well-being, right. into people, and they'd all just like it's these massive impacts. And rugby, yeah, it, if you were to yeah. do that, you would kill yourself. It's like seventy-five percent of concussions, or well, it's like something like seventy percent of um, concussions in rugbys in rugby happen like On the in tackles. Oh, and seventy-five like, percent of those. The ground. Well, seventy-five percent of those are the tackler, not the guy getting hit.
1: Yeah, mm, really. Well, um, if, if you want to fix the like, if you really want to fix the concussion problem in football and like NFL or all the whole way through, take off the face mask.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, oh, that sounds like a really uh, gross adjustment period. And then make them uh, <laughs> as, clip as, their nails. As, as far as like watching the watching the game
1: yeah. oh no yeah people will hate it and but,
3: no like, i just mean like thing. just people before they're really used to like not having it and going up against competitors and just smashing faces with each other oh yeah
2: no like oh boy there'd be so many broken noses and
1: yeah it would but like it would curtail the um i mean it would curtail the con- concussions like uh, like I think, uh,
2: I think they have to drop the whole helmet for it to really uh, get rid of the concussions. Cause what, what happens, like we see when we have guys come into the rugby club that have played football, you can, you can pick them out like instantly because when they go in to tackle someone, they don't know where to put their head and right. they usually just like ram the head, their they head into put people, it through their numbers. Yeah. And then they drop, they drop like a fucking sack of potatoes cause <sighs> they hurt themselves. And you got to teach them how to tackle and like rugby, you know, like there's rules about like you can't tackle above the chest. So you are hitting low, um, which is to protect the guy getting tackled. But there's a lot of it comes down to like proper form tackles as the tackler is to keep yourself from hurting or like getting hurt.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you put your, yeah,
2: like you watch, if you, uh, like put your head in front of the guy when you hit a hip, his knee comes up and hits you in the face,
4: yeah.
2: and then his momentum is gonna turn your head to the side, and like it happens, and it hurts <laughs>
3: <laughs> so how long when did when well, did you get into rugby?
2: I started playing when I was like twenty eight okay like or yeah twenty eight twenty seven somewhere in there sure so like you're I've been playing twenty nine now no, I'm thirty-one, nice. almost thirty-two. So I, this is my—I've been playing like four years. Eighty-seven. Yep. Classic. And uh, yeah, I. Okay. Sydney it's it, no, like in it, definitely like it's a very <laughs> your, your physical
3: yeah.
2: sport. Like I, yeah. I got, I got a concussion, um, and it was tackling someone, mm. and it was because like. Another guy on my team was also tackling the same guy, and we hit heads behind. Like we both tackled oh, the guy, and our drop. heads hit. Yeah, oh. we were bumping heads um, with another dude. Three of us, mm. and uh, nice. yeah, like ten minutes later, I realized I didn't know which direction. Um, that's an Aussie rules three. We we're going.
3: Yeah. Rough stuff. Um, yeah, I was just curious because, uh, like, it just in America, kind of across the board, maybe things will, are changing or starting to change, but at least when we were growing up, no one played rugby. Oh, no.
2: It's definitely getting more popular. Yeah. Um,
3: and I mean, we actually
2: have a f- nephew that started playing in high school. Like, really? his high school yeah. has a nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, we have a, uh, like, I guess, I mean, I guess technically it is professional. Um, we have a NOLA Gold rugby team down here. And, like, I I know several people who just um, down here, I guess just in general, I don't know anyone in Chicago, but but you and then several people down here who, who play rugby. Um, and, yeah, I just don't think anyone really grew up playing it, but maybe that's changing.
2: Yeah, I think it's changing. And, like, uh, most of the schools in, like, so damn coast. immigrants.
3: We need to build a wall around Australia.
2: Hmm. <laughs> we have all like we have uh, our club. We, like we've got Australians, we've got English guys, we've got French guys that are like rugby players or pretend to be. Um, Do they give out. Polo we got on? like.
3: Yeah. G- <laughs> are they just smoking cigarettes and making snide comments? <laughs> uh, yes,
2: and yes. Hmm. Um we've got uh like South Africans, Namibians, Kiwis all on one team. All on one team.
1: That's great. That's like a And um... we
2: even have a black guy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... He's not from Portland though, so. He's from DC. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> oh, like dave Chappelle, a black guy from dc that's right yeah oh.
2: smokes more weed than pretty much anyone i've ever met <laughs> this
3: guy sounds awesome actually All right.
2: yeah he lights it up before the game after the game <laughs>
3: during tap time before the game yeah doesn't seem like the type uh, of event you want to be high for Ah, uh, no Oh yeah, there's it's fucking there's it's some legal big, there too. So you could just fire uh, up whenever you want with that medical grade shit.
2: Actually, uh, one of our guys on the team owns a dispensary, and so he actually employs like several of the other guys. And he, yeah, it's ridiculous. He was oh, he I was gotta... he, he was caught oh, up yeah. in like the whole like. Overstock thing that Oregon was having issues with, like they couldn't, they had too much weed, they couldn't sell it all.
3: Oh no! I oh no! Problem. Yeah. Not the selling part. Mm. The first part.
1: <laughs> first world problem. Yeah.
3: I have, to, I have um, too much weed. It's like the uh, like the um, dairy farmers who were pouring out their milk. Yeah. <laughs> we're pouring out our bong water. Yeah. <laughs> just can't smoke it fast
1: creating shortages what's what's good about that is they have to like burn it in a giant bonfire (laughs) and the whole place gets high
4: Yeah,
1: it really doesn't go to waste Mm -hmm. nice Um, so quick question on a state that has legal weed what are the regulations on companies uh, doing like drug tests and stuff like it, it's still they still like I guess like because if you have THC in your system, it's like it can't be much different than having alcohol in your system, right? But I guess like yeah, people, the hawks getting tested that they, they could they're they're busted for,
2: huh? I don't know. So my I don't like I don't think most places have it really figured out. Like they just kind of either they'll like say like hey. You know, we drug test. Don't do it. Or like my company, basically, our we have a just a general rule like don't come to work drunk get or high, high.
1: Your own supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but like we also, I we were Devin's on, a drug dealer, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. We have like we have certain contracts that you know you can't. You could potentially be drug tested. For. so like those you know they don't they haven't really mentioned it <laughs> but I'm pretty sure like if I got drug they could drug test me and if I failed we could potentially lose those contracts um, but they're not drug testing anyone All
4: right. so
2: it's kind of like just don't show up to work high or drunk okay. yeah. not that like we have beer in the fridge so like if Or I have beer in the fridge. I don't know. So, like, end of the day, if, you know, I'm going to be there for a while, have a beer, whatever.
1: Very good. It's so weird. Like, pot is so... Like, everyone smokes it everywhere. Like, you go to a campground. Like, if you go camping, you walk by every third campground, there's, like, weed kind of emanating from there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's m- most of the country is cool with it, but we're not cool with it. I don't know. Yeah, so we I
2: it we didn't actually get to go like on the waterfront in Portland while you were here. Right. But like so that's there's like a 3 mile loop that goes across a couple of bridges and there's um like waterfront parks on both sides. That we run regularly. And, like, so running that loop while you're running, probably no less than five times will you, like, run through a, an area that is just, like, a cloud of marijuana smoke. Nice. Like, you can just smell it when you run through, which isn't the greatest when you're running. Yeah. Disagree. To Sounds Like, awesome. have a
1: bunch of smoke. No, I... That's what you call a runner's eye. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs>
2: but yeah it's it's insane just yeah portland is and you're legally they're not allowed to smoke in the public park
1: but oh yeah no one cares mm. yeah interesting well <sighs> well now that we've covered all the social issues concussions <laughs> legalized weed beer sales Beer making. Uh, how about we get into a little bit of cinema? Yes. Let's. Let me... Oh, no. You know what, though? What's up? I do want to hear a, a little bit about New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I, I, I find this place fascinating because um, all I know about it is uh, Flight of the Concords. Yep. And Lord of the Rings. And. Hey. Yeah, that? I guess. Yeah. Peter Jackson, I guess. Never seen it.
2: He's a celebrity. In Do they name.
1: have his like statue?
2: Uh no, but there are the giant eagles from Return of the King oh, yeah? in the Wellington Airport. Like these uh-huh. massive eagles hanging from the ceiling. Oh, I was gonna say that's oh. like
1: their transportation.
2: yeah uh yeah so i had a work trip to new zealand which was pretty sweet um so i had a week that i was doing some work uh you know it's like four hours a day hard 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 at it um yeah um and so gwen came down at the end of the week that i was working and then we stayed another week ish um and as far as i can tell it's i can see why everyone comes back was like yeah let's fucking move there (laughs) because it is amazing like (laughs) they've got a a awesome craft beer scene turns out um went to this one brew pub a couple times and they had they had like pipe. 45 beers like in-house beers that they'd made um mm. and i look up on the wall and they've got uh breakside brewing from portland oregon their logo on one of the beer posters nice. and so i went up and asked the guy and he's like oh yeah breakside came down here brewed a beer with us nope we, you guys like the accent <laughs> can't actually it was probably american <laughs> guy there's a bunch <laughs> of americans down there But yeah, we said uh, the guys came down, started brewing at like ten in the morning, started drinking beer, brewing beer. Five o'clock, finished brewing. Doesn't remember anything after that. Says <laughs> so he's like, yeah, they're awesome, just down to party. Um, so we had a ton of, ton of craft brewing. We got there right before their big national beer festival, so every brewery was just brewing like crazy. Yeah getting ready for it, doing you know all their experimental stuff to take to the festival. Um, I got a black imperial lager. This is a 15% black lager uh, that I brought back with me that was fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, New Zealand's is pretty sweet. I went to the Weta workshop with Peter Jackson got, they did the uh, special effects for Lord of the Rings. Did all the armor, swords, all that stuff. Um, And then they did like uh, Chappie. They did a bunch of the animation stuff for Avatar. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, fuck that. Thumbs up on Um, the boo. But they did, uh, have you seen I Am Mother on Netflix?
1: Uh, not yet. No.
2: So, I just watched it. It was, it was all right. Um, it'd be worth your time, I think, um, if you don't have anything else to do. But the, basically, without spoiling anything, the there's a robot in there that raises this kid. Yeah. And so they have this robot that has to hold a baby. So they're like, well, we can't have an actual robot hold a baby it could just like kill it, squeeze it or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so the guy, like the lead, uh, like craftsman guy for Weta, was like, I'll be the robot. And so it's an actor in the robot suit, but the head on it is like really narrow. And, but so they just like squeezed his head into this thing and looking at it, you're like, there's a, Dude, in that, <laughs> but they just like he squeezed into this little tiny robot head, um, and you know did the the body performance for it, and they had like a woman do the the voice ro- robot voice um, for it. But yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: Um,
2: yeah, so it's a Hobbiton. They have like the legit.
1: Oh, the Hobbit village.
2: Where the hobbits live.
1: Yeah. You saw the round doors? Is it just one hinge with the round doors? Yeah. It's got to be a big strap hinge, though. Like, it has to be, right?
0: So,
2: most of the doors don't actually do anything.
1: Oh, well, then fuck off. There's two of
2: them. (laughs) There's two operable doors, and they didn't move them while we were there. So, I wasn't really paying attention to the hinge. Sorry. But the cool part of that is they built the set for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson flew around New Zealand in a helicopter looking for the place to do this. They flew over. They saw the massive like party tree that they have uh, Bilbo's birthday party under. Yes. They saw that and was like, that's the place. So they landed their helicopter in the guy's front yard and was like, hey, we want to film a movie here. Can we do that? Here's a bunch of money. They built the Hobbiton set. Filmed Lord of the Rings. Tore the set down because it was just a movie set. You know, It was made up of, oh. you know, uh, styrofoam and whatever paint <laughs> crap. Right. So then they went there, like, did really well. Let's make the Hobbit movies. So then they figured out, like, the guy that owned the property was like, "Hey, why don't we just build this as a permanent set, and then you can charge people a fuck ton of money to come here, and we'll split the money, and we'll both get rich."
1: New Zealand, Walt Disney, yeah. yeah.
2: So um, they built the rebuilt it as a permanent set. Cool. Um, uh, and one of the trees they built uh, for the permanent part is completely fake tree because they needed a certain tree that's in the book described as like above Bilbo's Uh house. And so the they built this whole tree um out of steel, which is pretty cool. Because it looks like all the other trees you know, looks like a normal tree.
1: So is that like a like a super big tourist trap or is it just kind of rant oh yeah.
2: It's really cool. Um it was worth going to as a fan of the movies, but uh, we did some like, you know, I'm a nerd. So we figured out like based on the number of tour buses they have go and the number of people on each bus, what they're charging per person. And then just talking to some people about like the busy season. We figured they're making like after like full profit making between like six and $10 million a year. Conservatively, Whoa. like, conserve. That was based on three months of the year being busy.
3: Hmm.
2: So yeah, they're doing all right.
3: Good for them. Nice.
2: Um, Not bad. That was yeah. We also went zip lining in the jungle, which is pretty cool. cash um,
1: Bill Bill Cashins. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> um, we went in some glowworm caves, which was pretty sweet. These little mods that make uh, their like larval state has they like glow in the dark and then they drop little like spider web things down from themselves and then there's uh, underground rivers in these caves they get bugs in them and then the bugs go to the light because they think it's outside and then the thing eats the bugs so you go in a cave in a boat and it's completely dark, and it looks like a starry night above you.
1: Which and was... there's just death and mayhem going on yeah. in front of you. Yeah, they I'll said, use... like,
2: uh, make sure to, like, kind of squint, because sometimes they'll die or, like, let go by accident, and they'll, like, drop onto people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Well, that's lucky. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a, like, it's like a bird, a bird on. On you. Yeah, keep your mouth yeah. open You're lucky. or closed.
2: Um,
3: open or closed we don't care
2: yeah Mm -hmm. and then uh my favorite part of actually the whole trip was uh we did a hike in the snow over um this mountain pass between these two big mountains um one of which is mount doom from lord of the rings oh cool so Did uh, did you make it yes we didn't um yeah, so the, there's in the summer, you can actually hike up Mount Doom. In the winter, you can't because it's too dangerous. Um, but we were the first group in two weeks because it had been snowing really hard every day. So we were the first group to actually make it over the top of the pass because everyone else had been turning around for two weeks straight. Um, so when we got over, you end up in this big volcanic crater, and there was like zero footprints in the entire thing because cool. it had been snowing. So it was just like, it was so amazing. It was like a 12 and a half mile hike. Um, took like eight hours. And yeah, that was my favorite part.
1: That's pretty cool.
2: And I am going to be posting pictures from New Zealand on Instagram. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it. Mm. So I've got some pretty cool ones from that.
1: Don't put it on your story. I don't so know what watch. the stories are. What? What's, what's See, story Andrew, stories? we don't know what stories are. So if I just post multiple pictures,
2: that's cool. just normal, right? <laughs> You're seeing those?
1: Yeah. Don't okay. add to your story because your story is not that good. Just put it on there for forever.
2: <laughs> okay. I don't know what the story is, so you don't have to worry about that.
3: <laughs> no. Oh my gosh.
1: Guys. Fair coming enough. hard. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> so you're down it obviously is winter down there right now, yep, so like is it so is it a what kind of temperature like I get obviously it's really cold up in the mountains, but like when you're down in the lowlands,
2: yeah, so we were just in the north island, um and we drove, so like Wellington is where we started, it's at the very south end of the North island, and then we drove to Auckland, which is at the north end of the north island. And it was mid 50s all the time, like Mm -hmm. day and night. It was probably within five degrees, Uh, 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 spread. For the mountains, it was like, I think got down in the low 40s. And then it was like well below freezing up on top of the mountain where we were for a bit, you know, snowing sideways. Ice beard, all that. Nice. Ice beers are
1: sweet. Yeah, Andrew. And really have windy. you ever done an ice beard?
3: Um, I mean, yeah, it's happened.
1: Ice. It's pretty sweet. Like when yeah. you come in from like the freezing cold. Like I've gone out and done a couple of runs, and you're like, you know, and it's mostly snot freezing
2: around your nose. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But eye- your freeze. eyelashes freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that?
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. So this was like blown snow. And like ice, so, so like just one side of my face was frosted, mm. and it hurt.
3: Doesn't sound great, yeah.
2: It was pretty fun. It was it was my favorite part of the trip.
3: <laughs> it hurt. It was my favorite. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: it hurt so good.
2: Um, yeah. So like in the South Island, they get, you know, they'll get more snow and stuff because it's a lot farther. Um, lot. So, yeah. Decent. Far distant south. There's actually penguins, evidently, in Wellington um, that live under people's houses. Sweet. Cool. We have some friends that were there for quite a while and they tried to find them, but they like see the tracks, but they're like, I don't know, pretty elusive.
1: They are. They're quick skaters. Yeah. They go to the corners and get out pretty quick with the puck. Mm -hmm. They usually make the playoffs every year. Sorry. Yeah. It's a bad Penguins joke. <laughs> we got
2: it. We just didn't think it was that funny. No, trying i trying to move I, past
1: I, it. Hey.
3: Just move past. Trying to move <laughs> past it like Penguins fans in the 2019 playoffs.
1: Easy. <laughs>
3: I was just looking for a way to work that in there.
2: I'm glad you had something.
3: Mm-hmm. No. Eh. I, I wasn't super happy about the way it all turned out. It was fine, but, you know. Uh, hockey will be back soon enough. It
1: will be. I'm excited.
0: Oh, well, this is...
1: Uh, well, yeah, let's get into... Oh, go, 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 go. What's up? Someone said, well, and oh, I'm going to... I said, we're all over the map. Oh yeah, not a bad
3: thing. Literally, it's kind of our thing. Yeah, that's very true.
1: Um, do you guys want to get into some movies? Absolutely sure. Don't all talk at once. If you
3: mean by someone,
1: yes, got you.
3: Because believe it or not. I've only seen one movie since last week.
2: That's all right. I have been, I think I've only seen one movie because I've been watching a lot of TV because I started watching Letterkenny.
1: Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> no, don't be sorry.
1: I, it's like, it is Best so thing. stupid, but I, no, it it's really funny. It's great. I think it, it's it
2: got to be one of the funniest TV shows I've ever watched. Like, I just based on like a, how hard I've laughed at a TV show, it's up, it's up in the top, you know, five for like it's how like, hard I've laughed.
1: It's clever funny or it's it's clever stupid, like, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, there's definitely parts that you could be like, yeah, I could have done without that, but yeah,
1: fart like fart Facebook or whatever, fart book. Yeah, yeah, I, oh. I skipped
2: that episode for Gwen, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, the first season it's kinda iffy. The second season really gets into what they first yeah. second, third, and fourth season is pretty good. Um but yeah. I think
2: we're in season three or something. Yeah. Pretty pretty good. Let's just say I've respond when people ask me how I am as mm-hmm. good. Not and so you. bad
1: and you. Hmm. Yeah.
3: Good and you. I'm lost. Never seen Lord of the Rings or Letterkenny. Hmm. Wait, so you have
2: legitimately never seen Lord of the Rings?
3: Nope. Legitimately. Huge fucking blind spot for someone who does a Uh. podcast about movies. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: tempted to send my uh, box set of extended edition (laughs) Blu-rays down to you there's a, we'll why do they need dust Andrew again
1: <laughs> he works two... like 60 hours a week as it is
2: <laughs> i know it's uh 12 hours of movie and there's 29 hours of special features
1: It'll look like Gimli at the end of it <laughs> i'll have to take your word for that yeah uh, someday yeah. someday uh, right. Well, I'm happy you like letter Letterkenny, and I'm happy I entered. I did. I it, was I the one who introduced it. Yeah, it was from you guys talking
2: about it. Yeah. Oh, span the void. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty good. Um, and uh, oh, what was I? I was watching. Oh, I watched the boys. I finished the the boys series. Duh, oh, boys. Is,
2: did you like that? I've heard about it on several other podcasts.
1: Uh, yeah. So the, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it it is pretty good. It's not like really good. Um you have to have a little bit of kind of a it it would really help if you read the comics. And if you have Amazon Prime, the first omnibus is on the house so you can you know, if you, ha- you can download it like if you have the Kindle app, you can you're good with that. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's only eight episodes and it, it kind of takes a sledgehammer to, it's kind of like, not, not quite like Deadpool where it's like making fun of the superheroes genre like that, but it's more of a like tongue in cheek. It, it It is tongue in cheek, but it's also like socially conscious. Like it has it, you know, it, it talks about, I mean, it has a lot of the me too stuff in it. It has some, uh, a little bit of race stuff in it, it, it so it, it does like touch on the, you know the, you know the uh, whatever the, you know the, the cause du jour I guess, not to, not to like denigrate what the cause is of the day, but um, you know we see a lot of causes every day, um, so it 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 pokes a little fun at that, but it also like I don't know. It's 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 not a bad watch. If you're tired of the superhero movies, this puts superheroes in a bad light for sure. So, anyways,
3: nice, nice, nice. I downloaded the um, the first omnibus onto my Kindle, and I was yeah. thinking about trying to watch it and then read it. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll at least read a little bit of it so I can get some context.
1: Yeah, because I do really want to watch the show. Yeah, I mean it, the the characters are a lot diff, not a lot different. I mean the same characters are there, uh, but they do different stuff. So it's not like a like uh, like page for page adaptation. Not like the Watchmen was of mm-hmm. you know the Watchmen um, graphic model, novel novel because that was pretty much a lot of shot for shot kind of stuff. This is more of an adaptation to fit the times and yeah, and it's weird awesome. because you know we're only like like when I think when the the first issues of The Boys came out it was like 05 or 06 or something like that so yeah, you know so we're within not super
3: far removed from it but yeah
1: it's like 14 years away but you know things have changed it's a little different so. yeah anyway yeah. uh but well, why don't we get into a big movie? All right. Let us. The one we've us, been waiting for. Us. Yes. So we all
3: watched and I assume enjoyed the uh, 2019 documentary Apollo 11. Um, it was directed by Todd Douglas Miller, who also did Dinosaur 13 because he loves numbers and history. And. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's uh starring the people who were involved in Apollo <laughs> 11 like very That's much it. only them Bruce McCandles my favorite name mm. ever <laughs> Bruce McCandles uh he's one of the control room guys but yeah so this is um the really cool thing about this is uh it is all archival footage which looks like it has been um meticulously restored and looks phenomenal um and it's no narration it is just the um the footage is uh is what guides you through through the whole thing
2: yeah and it speaks for itself exactly um yeah i think that was one of my favorite things is they just used the audio of uh Walter Conkright. It's like the news footage of describing what was happening as narration for what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have, I have like uh two pages worth of uh, random facts and notes about this, about Apollo 11, and about the making of this. So, I don't know how much you guys want to delve no, into No, I mean, I want to get so, into
1: it, because
3: I can just imagine the making of it, like how much just uh, work (laughs) went into making this footage look the way it did.
2: So the audio was like, there was a guy that as a research thing was, they had 10,000 hours, I think, of audio track, Uh, and it was just... Un, not time-stamped with anything. It was just audio, raw audio from every single channel of people that had headsets in the control center. Had this in archive, and this guy went through and matched and time-synced it all to when it actually happened.
1: So, like any at any given time, like they had like how many open mics probably at that time, like in 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 uh, in um, Kennedy or at Houston, there had to have been like. You know 15 open channels oh yeah right so i found there was
2: 450 people in the uh firing room when they launched (laughs) like personnel working 450 people go um yeah exactly (laughs) um so yeah you figure you look at the video and like half of them had headsets
1: and And, and and very skinny ties Nice. I need to get one of those. For A lot of point. white
3: shirts going on. Yeah. Oh, that stood out immediately when I looked. At it. I was like, everyone is dressed in white Oxford. Crew cuts and. <laughs> yeah, crew, crew cuts and white shirt. The other. And thing then the, that stood then out the one like on one very shots. attractive woman. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> in the middle of. Oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean secretary? No, she was. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: no, I found what her name is, um, and she had a very important role. Um, She was the one I think that actually figured out when um, it's kind of skipping ahead, but uh, as they were going down to land on the moon, Mm -hmm. they were getting these 1201 and 1202 program errors that lit up. Um, And she was the one that basically told them what, she knew what those were tied to in the programming. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And um, yeah, those alarms actually were a really good thing. Um, It was basically there was too much data to be processed by the computer program that they had written in the amount of time that it. So it was basically saying like uh, we have an overflow. It's an overflow alert for the amount of data processing that we're trying to do. So we're, ditching all the low-priority stuff and only processing some of the data. Mm. Um, and if it basically, if they wouldn't have had that set up to run that way, they would have probably had to abort because they couldn't have run the data if they didn't have those like fail-safes in place to just drop all the low-priority stuff.
1: Oh.
2: Um, and then luckily like the lady in the Thing and the there was another guy um, that knew like what that was and they're like oh just ignore that like that's that's good just keep going everything's good you're
1: coming in at five thousand miles per hour
2: yeah and you're overshooting by a couple miles
1: yeah it happens look at um, it. what's what's amazing about this movie it, it because whenever like and we can you can watch this on Hulu and you can watch it on. Uh, I guess you can stream it. If you have CNN, you can kind of, I don't know, do the whole DVR uh, you know. thing demand it's on demand. Yeah. Um, is just the opening shot of it. Is, I think it's shot in, like, either 70, I 70 millimeter? It, no,
2: it's uh, 65, because okay, IMAX, yeah, IMAX is 70.
1: Um, okay. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not
2: quite IMAX, so it's 65 millimeter.
1: But it actually looks like it's shot, like, yesterday like it really it's amazing it really good yeah i mean you the the opening shot is like these huge just giant tracks the, that are the circular transport yeah just like kind of rolling over this pavement and you like don't even realize what it is and unless you like you know what it is. It, and, but you do know what it is. But it like it kind of like makes it subtle until you see like the guys walking in between it, and they're like just like yeah. tiny little ants walking between these two giant tracks, like carrying this giant, this like behemoth thing across land. And you're starting to realize what was involved and like how big of a, uh, of a task this was to pull off, and like you know we're we're 50 years away from what when it happened and or 40 50, 50. yeah 50, 50 yeah yeah and and like i don't i i don't think i, I think the people at the time obviously realized how giant of a ta- or uh, accomplishment this was like people now look back at it and be like yeah we were on the moon so what But, like, this is a movie that will make you realize. Like, we never went, man. Yeah. Too bad Kubrick died or the CIA killed him. So he went to tell the stories? No,
3: Kubrick's alive shooting uh, porn with Jeffrey Epstein. I'm telling you, man. Oh, Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Uh but the opening shot, like, really made me realize, like, what, it, it, like, how enormous, like, figuratively and literally on the screen, the, uh the task at hand was, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. They had to they, they have a building, first of all, that they could build, to, like, assemble this rocket in, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's three hundred sixty-three feet tall, the rocket with everything weighs six point seven million pounds and then they build it inside and then open a door and drive it out
1: <laughs> to the launch pad. Yeah. Like who's driving that thing? Like it takes like forty guy. it's like forty people that it
2: takes to really? operate that. Yeah. So
1: uh I'm gonna
2: throw some facts at you. Um, they built, they have two of the missile crawler transports. Their names are Hans and Franz. Same ones <laughs> that they built Stop 1967. <laughs> Seriously. They're going to pump you
3: up to space. They built,
2: they built them. Uh, same ones, original ones, still using them. Oh. They weigh six million pounds on their own.
3: Jeez.
2: Um, unloaded, they can drive at two miles an hour. Loaded, they can run at one mile an hour. And then they have full, it's eight tracks. Each one's independently controlled with, I can't, it was a massive amount of uh, height variability. So they can actually drive up a 5% incline and keep it dead level for the rocket that's on
1: top. Just based on all the tracks that they have.
2: Yeah. And they have have hydraulic adjustability in the platform to the track. It's
1: dead plumb, not dead level.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so it said uh, it can keep it. It was ah, at the top of the Saturn V. It kept the top within, it's like three feet of plumb. Right. So you figure whatever that angle, you know, it's like hundredths of a degree um, of plumb. Well, how when high you, is
1: the Saturn rocket itself? It was uh,
2: 363, 363 okay. feet, so...
1: Yeah, you like
2: it's got a level at the bottom yeah. that the top's going to swing way out.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: that's that's what I've got on that. It's just those things uh, Our Lego Saturn five were we actually have plans for making a, the uh, umbilical tower and the crawler for it. So we're piecing together or gathering pieces for it.
1: Yeah. You better gather up here. Your...
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. The rocket
2: um, pulled a Apollo one. Unfortunately, the command module burst into flames. Oh, All hands were lost.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which I shouldn't laugh because that's pretty awful. But it is. Um, yeah, my Lego <laughs> <It> rocket <is. laughs> had an accident.
1: <laughs> it had an accident. It's almost as devastating. Yeah, almost. Um so Andrew. Yes. I I said I think on two it was two podcasts ago, I said about how much I love this movie. Uh huh. I want to know like give me your impressions of it. Like and then we'll get more in depth into it, but I
3: really liked it. I thought it was really yeah. cool. I thought it was... Um, <sighs> I mean, I, it's it's readily available. Like, the actual movie itself is not a rare... To see the actual movie itself is not a rare opportunity, but for the amount of work that it took um, to get it to us at the level that it's presented at is extraordinarily rare like it's it's not something like it's not the type of experience that could be easily replicated i mean devin, you just alluded to it with ten thousand hours of audio with no time stamps is like it's wild and it's it's i i uh, I feel like on top of it being really cool, it's a quite a fucking feat
1: so yeah, and, and it's not something that needed to be done, but it needed to be done to, like, let people know um, how impressive this feat was, because, like, it, it is... Because, like, we all know we landed on the moon, and we, like, why revisit it? Well, because it was, like, this event that happened that, like, there's no real re- good reason why, like, these, like, hairy little monkeys should be able to build a ship that, you know, goes 50 million miles to uh their moon and lands on it and then comes right. back other than to plant a flag just to be, you know, some other little hairy monkeys that are trying to get there first. And like, but the painstaking effort it took to um uh, not only to, to do, you know, the feat that it, to get there, but to recreate it and make it fucking fascinating, yeah. Like, well, I was riveted this whole movie. I found, you know, a couple. I started watching
2: some other Apollo Eleven documentaries that have been made throughout the years, and they're just they're garbage. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like, you don't get the same emotion that I got watching this, um, and just a couple thing like I think it needed to be done now. Now was the time. Because this footage was stuff that like, you know, some of the footage we've had, but a lot of it was just like archive footage that no one had bothered to pull. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and they actually went, you know, they put a, the filmmakers put a lot of effort into digitizing the footage they had, you know, in a respectful way. They found a company that did, does a completely touchless digitization process. Because I guess normally when they digitize film, they take it and they slam, you know, they they like clamp down on the film Easy itself. There. Whoa. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: they clamp down on the film itself.
1: You did that to, for a fact. I appreciate To it.
2: get their, you know, camera, whatever, and like take the image of the, Shot that's on the film, whatever the negative. Um, but they didn't—they didn't want to damage this priceless footage. So they found a company that has like a a say digitization process that is completely touchless, where it has like pressurized air on both sides to hold it in place without it actually touching anything.
3: Oh my god!
2: So that they could not damage it at all. And so they could take this footage, run the negatives through this camera, digitize all of it at, you know, as high of resolution as possible, and then, you know, restore the footage back to NASA for their archives untouched. That's wild. Um, and, you know, they, they obviously put a lot of thought into it when they, you know, back in the 60s, they were thinking about that this needed to be done at some point because they hired cinematographers to do right. yeah. to do the filming and they trained the astronauts on like how to use cameras so they weren't up there with just like you know little cheap point and shoots they had real filmmaking cameras like an um, iphone yeah which is funny uh, one of the, the iphone 6 one of the things i came across is uh so after uh Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin got back into the capsule. Um, Like after they did all of the surface stuff, they took all of the extra stuff that they didn't need anymore, including the cameras. So they took the film out of the cameras and to save weight, they just threw all of the extra crap outside before they sealed it. (laughs) And specifically, was listed was the the film or like the movie camera that they used was just ditched out the door.
1: Dude, how much that? What might be the <laughs> most like that's probably still sitting. I mean, it's still sitting oh, up there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. How ex- <laughs> uh Jeffrey Epstein was really spent a lot of money on that. I'm sure. <laughs> you brought it up, man. Spare no expense. <laughs> I I brought it up. The news brought it up. Hmm. Uh, That's crazy. Can you imagine like finding finding that? that? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: So did both of you guys see it for the first time on Hulu or CNN? Uh,
1: Yes, Yes. I saw it on CNN.
2: So I had a pretty unique experience watching it, and I think it helped with my experience at least. Um, So I had kind of lost track of time with i knew it was out lost track of time uh missed it in all of our the main theaters around town and i found it at this little tiny second run theater that feels straight out of the 60s it's like the flat flat floor little you know probably 25 foot screen or something um Like old high back chairs in the lobby for you to smoke at while you're waiting. Um, and so I went and watched it at that theater, and it felt like you were like, I felt like I was there. I felt like I was like, it was this was happening right now. I'm watching the footage. This is happening. Um, yeah, I'm watching, you know, listening to the news like real time. Yeah. And that was the emotions I was having, and you know, like it, it, Brought tears to my
1: eyes. Yeah, um, it was I'll, emotional. I, I can like I can definitely imagine that because for me it was I felt like especially when they were landing. Like you're looking at the their speed and, and their fuel and you're like, Is it gonna ha-? I like I know it happens, but <laughs> right. is, is it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And especially for you because you uh uh you you do a different job than Andrew and I do as far as like engineering like you I think probably have a better appreciation for the amount of man hours that go into I mean you're an engineer so like you know yeah, that kind of thing
2: there's like 400,000 people that worked on that Apollo 11 yeah. mission and like, that's like I can't even comprehend that
1: <laughs> yeah and like doing it with like in notepads and paper, like computers, like are. Oh boy, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's it's crazy what they were able to do. Like, it's it it shouldn't have happened, right?
2: Like, no, there's no good reason that that was successful, like, and that they were. I just think of the some of the stuff I do at work and the amount of effort that goes into it and the amount of processing that goes into it. And then, you know, they, they knew they were going to overshoot the landing site for Apollo 11 before they like immediately within, you know, the time that they started their descent down to the moon from like when they separated from the command module, because they did, um, So once they separated, the lunar module did a like a pirouette. So like rotated around so that Michael Collins in the command module could visually inspect the ship for damage. Right. And in that maneuver, they screwed up their velocity, basically, um, which put them out of the correct speed to like hit their landing site. And they knew that they were going to go long. Like within minutes. Mm -hmm. And just like. I I don't know. The calculations for that. To me at least seem like it would be. (laughs) You know it's not like a quick thing. It doesn't seem like. Right. I guess now if you had it all pre-programmed to do. It would be easy. But it seems like back then. It would have been a big deal. And they're just like. Oh yep you're going to go long. And then because they went long they had a bunch of boulders so Armstrong had to like manually um you know pilot it down and then that that's why it got like so down less than a minute left of fuel mm. um and he actually fucked up on the landing they have like a they have a tether like a ball that hang like the lunar module had balls nice like lighted balls that hung from the landing gear. <laughs> and so they were worried about the rocket if they got too close to the lunar surface, they were thinking it might like explode because they didn't know what the moon was made out of. <laughs> and so he was supposed to as soon as one no, of those cheese. Right. Like, who knows? Um yeah.
1: as or soon a as mag- magnesium. Those...
2: Right. It could have been magnesium. Who knows?
1: And then everything went the exploded. whole moon just ex- burns. <laughs>
2: Yeah. uncontrollably <laughs> whoops
1: um sorry
2: <laughs> as soon as one of the lights on the tethers hit the surface they were he was supposed to cut the engines so that they didn't like get too close to it with fire and he f- totally forgot um and just like put it down all the way onto the surface because they were supposed to drop the last like six feet
4: <laughs>
1: dude my bad whoops <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> one of the thing, one of the awesome things i thought about and i'm sorry to interrupt but the um when they when the uh i think it was during the launch they were looking at the heart rates of the astronauts oh, yeah and it shows what a badass buzz aldrin is because so, yeah. like Neil, and we all think of Neil armstrong as like this hero and stuff and he, yeah absolutely but his heart rate is like at one ten or something like that, and uh, uh Collins is like at like you know one o five and then Buzz Aldrin is like uh, medium 80, like 80, 85. 80 or something yeah <laughs> just, just just like he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm good, yeah um,
2: so i, I it is what it I is. Cu- <laughs> so i uh i found some something kind of funny um a little ironic uh so the crew selection for Apollo 11 Mm -hmm. was a very convoluted (laughs) process of like, based on people's experience and like what missions they'd been on. And they're all like in this big, all the astronauts are in this big queue um, based on like seniority. But then when certain things happen or like a schedule gets bumped for one mission, it'll put somebody that was scheduled for that, like out of place. So they move somewhere else.
1: Is it based on like specialties or? or...
2: Yeah. So they each have like their own, um, you know, like their role. So Neil Armstrong was a mission commander based on whatever his experience was. Um, But when it came down to it, I guess they asked Armstrong if he wanted to replace Aldrin with uh, Jim Lovell because I guess Aldrin had this reputation of being really hard to work with. Um and so Armstrong actually spent a day thinking about it and then came back and said, No, I can get along with him. Um and I because I like Jim Lovell needs his own command. Um and so Aldrin ended up going on Apollo eleven and got a step on the moon. And then Lovell <laughs> became the commander of Apollo thirteen. Which yeah which obviously
1: Yeah. Which actually would actually worked out probably better because, well, I mean, based on, yeah.
2: Lovell would have been able to go on the moon, but if other people had been on Apollo 13, maybe they wouldn't have made it back. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny thing. Um, I'm just going to throw a couple other random facts to you that I learned while doing some research. Um, the Soviets actually launched a lunar, um, like, a ship to the moon three days before Apollo 11 left. Really? And it was an unmanned, uh, like, explorer thing that was meant to try to land on the moon. And they totally lost control of it. And it actually crashed into the moon while our astronauts were on the moon. No shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It was the Luna fifteen, was what it was called, and it yeah. So it 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 left before they lost it, and it crashed. How fucked Uh, up
1: would that have been? (laughs) If like
2: (laughs) you fucking get hit while your part or your 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 ride gets hit while you're like outside.
1: Yeah, like how how far how far is away how far away is the moon? What is it?
2: Uh, two hundred forty
1: thousand two hundred fifty miles. Right. So average. That, that, that many miles away, a Russian uh, ship crashes in and kills some of our guys. We have a nuclear war that far yeah. away because <laughs> that happens. Right? I mean, that happens.
3: Oh, yeah. That's how, yeah. Jeez. That's
1: hilarious, though. <laughs> Lost or, control, or, crashed uh, on the moon. Yeah. Or if it happens like 50 yards away and <laughs> Arms. <laughs> it's one small step for what the fuck, the fuck? is that? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so what are you yelling about?
2: Uh, a couple ra- more random things. Um, so NASA, right in the middle of uh, the Apollo missions, was in the middle of a lawsuit. They're getting sued by some atheist for being too religious, I guess, in how they we're doing i don't know exactly what but they were in the middle of a lawsuit um so because of that the plaque that was on the lunar module didn't have any reference to god nice um but um what was it so the um nixon who's the president right yes yeah, yeah. he uh He had the, there's like, I don't, I didn't write it down, but the, um, the plaque basically had like the date really vague, like July 1969, nine A D in there. And so I guess like them putting the date in there was on purpose so that it would have a D as in a reference to God Uh, on the plaque. Um, and then, uh, Buzz Aldrin was fairly religious, like, uh presbyterian i think but he he took communion on the moon really um, communion yeah. but he Crazy. yeah the communion but he they didn't film it it's not on any of the film because they didn't want to get sued again um but the he had like a chalice with him that's in some church that's like the chalice that he did took communion with hmm. Um, and then the last one I'll hit you guys with is a uh, Neil Armstrong couldn't afford life insurance for going to the moon like they wouldn't give him life insurance in case he died on the moon. Weird. And so they got hundreds of photographs of the three astronauts that were going there and they all signed it and then they had it gave it to his family so that they could auction him off in case they died. Oh, God. To pay for like as life insurance, so they had like all these signed uh, or autographed just photos just in case. Yeah.
1: Shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, um, there's a that Twitter site called uh, Weird History has a uh, every once in a while they'll just put out random stuff, and one of the things is there's a um, there's a, a copy of the speech that Nixon would have read. Had oh. they had they died. Damn, that's yeah.
3: stuff like that's crazy.
1: Yeah. And I was well, just think about all the contingencies they had to plan for. And like, right. And, and I was
3: going to say, I was kind of thinking about that when, um when that was going on, like when I was watching it and like the stuff they were saying is just, I don't know, sounds very, prepared and it's it's like how yeah, you think of it as this big i don't know monumental moment they don't they they plan for so much of that shit it's crazy
2: well, i guess nixon's uh phone call while they're on the moon was he like had this whole thing right now that was way longer and they're like hey we're calling the moon they're hey, only there tricky. for a short amount of time like
1: let's <laughs> Your, your data plan doesn't support yeah. this. You're extended yeah, cut it
2: back a little bit, and so they actually got talked him into cutting some of his his speech out. <laughs> That's
4: um, pretty
2: funny. And they almost didn't make it. So when they went to leave, uh, they had accidentally broken one of the circuit breakers in the to activate the engine to leave. Jeez. And Armstrong used a felt pen to like jam into the circuit breaker to. Bridget to get it to work. Jesus. And like, I guess they, they would have had other ways to like short, short circuit it out. But They were like, Oh, this isn't working. So you just like jammed a pen in it to get it to work. Yeah. Like, Oh,
0: Nope. We're good. Why not?
2: Yeah. Jeez. I think that's like astronauts are just like the coolest people it's, in the world. It's like,
3: tough to top, right? Like, yeah job wise you tough to beat but yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean you kind of like it 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 inspires you like you watch this movie and you're like jesus like all these people doing like one common goal and like everyone has their thing and it's it's just like one great thing and then you look at what you do every day and you're like yeah i'm good
2: (laughs) yeah Uh. just keep doing that Tomorrow too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Can't wait. Nah. Yeah. Absolutely. I,
2: I, I get to see some. Uh, I like Brad. You get to see the fruit of your labor. You see it all oh, come together. Yeah.
1: I do. I do. It's just like sometimes you're. I, but like in the awe of like this kind of movie, and this is why I like watching movies. Is like. You're just awed by the and you wonder and you know obviously it's nineteen sixty nine it's a year after nineteen sixty eight where there's great upheaval in america it's you can you can't imagine like people think like the country is divided now, like in nineteen sixty eight it was a fucking shit show, you know assassinations and all that stuff going on in you know uh you know, it was maybe the most important year in the, in in this country's history. You know, uh, let alone like nineteen seventy or seventeen seventy six. But you look at how many people, like you said, four hundred thousand people, like uh, uh, uniting towards a common goal, and like you can't even imagine that right now. And like no. the amount of pride in you know we're going against a a, a foe. In, in Russia you know the space race but also the um the amount of uh, pride and just all of you know these people risking their lives and the amount of man hours say you know let's say the mission failed right like the people that spent their entire lives planning this mission those people's lives are ruined too right like they have no sense of accomplishment or anything like that you know they 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 spent Probably their whole lives and let's
2: yeah, I mean, but well, they yeah. did have you know there was a lot of resiliency in people because like Apollo One, yeah, know, that failed the, it that failed catastrophically on the on the launch platform, you know, during a or I guess it was during a test, but um, you know, and they kind of you know, yeah, just kept I kept working towards it, and we had another six missions after Apollo Eleven that you know, got us, got us there. It's yeah. I think they're like these people, man, the astronauts were unflappable. The, the people working on this thing are just like, just putting it all, in, all out there. And I really like what I can't imagine is what it was like for those people at the end of the Apollo missions to be like, Nope, we're done. Sorry. All your life's accomplishments, accomplishments, you know, we're, we're going to, Stop doing that and we're gonna concentrate on, you know, what? <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> the moon, yeah, been there, yeah, done that. <laughs> so, that's, that's lame, guys. Let's think bigger. Uh, okay, Skylab, come on, Skynet, it'll be great. That's what's up, hmm. Skylab. You'll love it, yeah, it's uh. And that's that's the other thing that, too, that um, was kind of going through my head when they do finally land is it's like you think about it. There were 10 other tries before this was successful. Well, like all
2: culminated in in this for like, yeah. So like they had, you know, Apollo 10's mission was to like scout scout out a landing spot. Yep. And you like you get you're like practicing and practicing and they get to where they're you're like, Hey guys, can't can we just land? They're like, Nope. Your job's just to like fly by. Look out the window. Literally look out the window and take pictures.
3: <laughs> Say goodbye.
2: Because our, our telescopes weren't good enough to really like pick a landing site. So we uh, were sending yeah. missions up there just to like just scope it out and try Try all this new equipment. I see. I yeah. So that. Apollo Eleven was the first planned landing, um, and everything before that was meant to to test equipment and test the process, and then everything after that was meant to land.
1: And I think I, the the crazy. one piece and I think I said this a couple of weeks ago about how I love IMDb so much is that, you know, they <laughs> the um, the filming locations <laughs> and oh. like there's no there's yeah. no other movie can, that can say this is like the sea of tranquility yeah. moon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Um Yeah. I yeah, it's it's a really fascinating movie. It's uplifting, it makes you feel good, it makes you like realize that like for a common goal we can really do some some serious shit and like the people that were are willing to put their lives on the line and, and make it happen, it's just like and especially with that heart rate monitor on Buzz <laughs> Aldrin, what a fucking badass yeah. that dude <laughs> is. <laughs> that is. My heart so rate was time. higher
2: watching the movie. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. Than- his was during you know pulling like whatever six seven g's taken off
1: yeah but and if you watch a movie like the right stuff you start to realize like all those guys did all that stuff they're like practicing to to like how fast can a human go can we pull a g you know or you know can we go is the speed of sound something we can even uh, right just like
2: explode when you get past it well let's find
1: out yeah and it's like it and it's all the same guys too it's like within a yeah. 10 year period we went from going from the speed of sound to landing on the moon and and it's a crazy feat if you think about it uh yeah it is fucking nuts uh.
3: oh man um yeah i definitely this is uh I, if I had an opportunity to see this in like on a, on a big screen, I think I'd even having seen it now, I think I could definitely say I would take that opportunity because I yeah. think I, I still like as, as amazing as the feat is in, in of itself, the, the, it's, um, the feat of the filmmaking process, which Devin, it sounds like from what you were telling me is pretty intense in and of itself um, uh, like that's amazing as well. So it's it's kind of like a couple of different, you know, different degrees of amazing, but a couple of really like amazing things all coming together and culminating in this rare experience of a movie.
2: Yeah. I like they just did such a good job. Like, you know, they obviously used all of the, Archive footage from Apollo 11, but then, you know, the, the graphics they made that were just like show kind of what, where they were at any given time, um, were like so clean and well done, like nothing that you didn't need to know. Um, and then there's a few shots they pulled from like later Apollo missions. So like, but they made it very obvious of like when they switched between the two. So like
4: mm-hmm.
2: they're, when they're coming around the backside of the moon and they get the like earth rise shot, it's like kind of this, you know, grainy footage is what they actually had for Apollo 11. But then, you know, they switched to like this crystal clear high definition shot. That was the same thing that you would have seen for Apollo 11, but they've got better footage um, from a later, a later mission. And they don't, they don't just like trick you by saying like, Oh this oh, yeah. is the footage they had it's like they show you the grainy stuff and then they like switch to the the high res like mm-hmm. and they don't say <clears throat> anything about it they don't say like this is from apollo 8 or 16 but um you know it's like it's enough to like you you catch it and you yeah. see how amazing that view is um and i just yeah i just really appreciate what what they did like it's, you can tell that they're so passionate about it they're not just like Oh yeah, we need to make a documentary. Here we go. Let's mm-hmm. crank it out. It's like this is which could what very well be the for. case.
3: You know, 2019 50 year anniversary like let's let's get going on this. Let's fire this out. Um not the case at all. So <laughs> yeah.
1: So I Devin I, I I find you a person that is pretty level-headed and doesn't get too excited about stuff. But like what do you think about people who claim that the uh it was a fake landing. like uh, i i would imagine like that's something that would actually fire you up that would like kinda <laughs> <Is it something laughs> kind of enrage you something silly there,
2: it's like i don't know i don't it's people are stupid after <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I, re- I just have Contact. to remember i those people just I, I just remember they're like they're the people that um bring the the average IQ down. Gotcha. I don't know. You know
1: like, Sorry. I get. Um,
2: I don't get. I don't get riled up too easy. I got riled up last night a little bit, but. Oh, um, here.
3: What happened last oh, night? Oh, some
2: fucking guy dump tackled me. Ah. And I ah. almost threw a punch before I was even on the ground because I felt him dumping, like lifting my legs up. Oh. That I don't get I don't get riled up too much, but that'll do it.
1: Um Don't fuck don't fuck with my noggin.
3: Yeah. That's yeah, that's a good rule. I like that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't um
3: fuck with my noggin.
2: I just like, I don't know, one of my my brother uh D his uh his climate change denial kinda <laughs> Gets uh-huh. me get worked up. <laughs> I just accept it as. Wait, that's legitimate. a real thing. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I honestly can't tell if it's if he if he's legitimate or if he's.
3: I just don't think that. Joking. That's, I I I just can't believe that like a college well, he, graduate could believe something like that.
2: Like he he won't de- he won't deny that the that the climate is changing, but he. I think doesn't think that it's all man-made which i wouldn't say like okay it's all man-made but no like, the acceleration is fairly obvious and i just take it as like you know i've got blind spots i'm sure there's certain things that i hold dear that are probably blatantly wrong but whatever teach their own if it doesn't affect huh. me i don't care
3: well it affects me. Uh, the city I live in is sinking, and I don't want to leave it anytime soon.
2: Well, that's huh. kind of New Orleans' on fault.
3: It's a great trade route. Just keep <laughs> <laughs> stop uh, building. You know, like you yeah. Ever, I mean, like, that's... you ever have that
2: car that just like it keeps breaking down, and you keep like fixing it?
3: No, nah, I'm a bike guy, and it
2: keeps breaking down. Okay, so you have this bike, and you keep <laughs> Like your valve stem gets pulled and you're like, yeah. I can't ride this thing. You leave it on your porch for a year. Should I just ditch it or should I like just keep, you know, sandbagging it, to keep it moving? <laughs> Eventually, you just get the bike that, you know, is a little farther up the hill.
3: Yeah, but, no, but I didn't give up on the uh, the other <laughs> one. I gave up on it, but I didn't get rid of it. How about that? <laughs> So I'm just all types of stupid (laughs) at the end of the day. I'm just yanking your chain. I know. I know.
2: No, I, you know, there's obviously we're not um, people. I guess I would, I might do it, but people in general aren't going to pull the plug on a city. (laughs) They're going to be like, yeah, you know, this is really building this below sea level. Bad idea. Let's just pull the plug. It's like y- people aren't going to do that.
3: I mean, I don't know how much they, they I mean, New Orleans itself is is a th- like a 300-year-old 300 city, 301. Um, I don't know how much people knew back then.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah, but people are way more sentimental than I am, so
3: It's true. Have you been down here I before? Don't. No. No. It's pretty It's it's a pretty exceptional place. I would say it's worth I- saving.
2: I am looking forward to uh, visiting it. So, how's your weather in like February, March? Pretty good, comparatively. Because that's when I'm planning my next vacation.
4: Because
2: so. yeah. Portland, February, March is about as miserable as you can get. Mm-hmm. Fuck off! Come to Central. <laughs> oh, but you get snow. You get snow. We get like freezing rain.
3: Yeah, I'd rather I'd take
2: add. I'd take snow over freezing rain anytime yeah. Yeah,
3: no. I don't know I get haven't any, been in a lot
2: of ch- freezing rain so chipping chipping a quarter inch of ice off your car so you can open your door <laughs> like snow you kind of brush it off it, it's all good and people know how to drive in it
3: <laughs> I, um, <laughs> No, there's one thing that is universal is that people don't know how to drive in weather yeah. I where I grew up
2: it would snow. People got on with their lives. No problem. Like I know, regularly right? I would be the I'd be making the tracks down the road to go to school in my like, high school now, with my little tward, now
1: Corolla. Now you're sounding like Matt. M- my Matt.
2: Oh no. <laughs>
1: it's like I don't people in that. Michigan know how to drive and just know.
2: Well, there's only like ten thousand people where I'm from, so yeah. There's bad. only ten thousand people who know how to fucking drive in the winter.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them must have lived in Michigan. It sounds like.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I'm or pretty moved. sure they're all from there, and we're gonna die there. Move to Michigan.
3: There's uh, always the, yeah. there's always that one guy that made it out, and maybe he taught yep. the uh, Michiganders how to. How to yeah, drive. maybe. He, he taught them how to drive and perfected Kalamazoo style pizza. <laughs> uh, that was crazy. Canada things. can have them. One of the craziest things I ever heard. <laughs> <Kalamazoo> <laughs> <style pizza. laughs> Jesus Christ! And I've been to Kalamazoo <laughs> several times.
2: Yeah, yeah. Known for their pizza.
3: I don't know if I've ever had pizza there, because it's a lot of. I mean, it's like a family vacation with like a couple other families when we would go back. Like, when we would go up there back in the day, and it's a lot of, um, you know, grilling out, stuff like that. Um, I don't really remember ever, like, going to a restaurant, except for, like, a diner for breakfast. So. Detroit-style pizza is pretty solid. Like, it's, it's, like, it's basically a pan pizza, but it's in a, uh, s- like, rectangle dish so i don't know pizza is really good that's all i really know that's science bro pizza we all lost each other Mm -hmm. what's going on here I was getting a
2: new beer. Okay. Um, which I my favorite part of having a small house is I can do that from sitting at the computer.
3: Hey, that's pretty good. I live in a small space and uh I can't even do that. I wanna do that. Um i have toyed several times with the idea of getting like a little like college fridge just filling it with uh, beer.
2: I think Brad's muted, and I don't think he knows that he's muted.
3: Well, now I do.
1: <laughs> Brad, are you aware that you're muted?
2: <laughs> there was a little mute sign next to your name oh, on no. Skype.
1: Sorry about that. I, I spilled. <laughs> I, a, I spilled this beer, and I yeah, I had a rough time.
2: Okay,
0: you guys but were like letting the thing me about go a...
3: in on pizza, and I was like, "What is? Have I lost
0: everyone?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: 'Cause I know I'm not exactly I've never been to Detroit, so I don't Commanding the room pizza. with the pizza talk. <laughs> you gotta you gotta hear this guy talk about pizza. It is riveting.
2: Oh, I love pizza, so I don't
1: Pizza is the best.
2: Takes a lot uh, takes a lot to make bad pizza. There's a lot of like not good pizza, but
1: I got bad news guys. I'm down to seven percent. Uh oh. You are the one percent. Yep. Yeah.
3: Well, we're we're uh we're encroaching on uh 2 hour territory. So I think it's safe to say that we uh Well, I mean, I guess let's ask the listeners. Um Devin, or, do you feel like this was a good <laughs> podcast?
4: <laughs> so
2: I think it's I think we covered it pretty well. I think we all love the movie. I think everyone yes. should get out and see it. Absolutely. I think it's worth getting a uh, free month Hulu subscription to watch it, which I did, and then you can start watching Letterkenny while you're at it, and um, yeah, just I don't know, yeah, I get to your nearest like anywhere that has space stuff. It's amazing. Uh, check out uh, Adam Savage tested YouTube videos on spacesuits crazy stuff
3: who is that is that the uh mythbusters, mythbusters guy, one of them? guy. Okay. yeah i was like i know that name
2: and uh they did an episode where they actually had um the todd director. miller the director yeah. of apollo 11 on
0: on their podcast
2: and yeah that's some of the uh stuff i had was from that with how they made the like the audio and the uh digitizing the film was from their podcast
1: like it's it's crazy the amount of hours of like just like I listen to a lot of podcasts, but like the 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 crazy amount of um i don't know archival footage that they have, whether it's audio or video it's like I don't know how they did this like I can't imagine how they did this,
2: yeah, well, and it wasn't even related to making the movie. There was a guy doing this before <laughs> he started it as a separate project. And then they, they kind of piggybacked off of it. Um, yeah, pretty crazy.
1: Anyways, Yep. Go watch it. Yes. I think I gave it a, I gave it a 10.
2: I gave it a 10.
3: I haven't rated it yet. I'm still, I'm still deciding. I'm still digesting. Um, but in the meantime, I guess check it out. It's okay. No, I um, I'm gonna go to IMDb right, IMDb right now, and I'll do the same thing. It's another one of those like it's what? How can you improve? How can you improve upon it? Yeah, I don't. I don't it's a, you can't. It's a
1: perfect movie.
3: All right. Uh, any final thoughts, guys? Any final thoughts? I don't
1: know.
2: No. I just want to thank you guys for having me on. Oh, our um, pleasure. I feel like I rambled a decent amount about random space facts.
1: Oh no, f- that's why I we that do this. You're our space facts guy. That's why we had you on, man.
2: Resident engineer. Well, <laughs> but, our space yeah. facts
3: guy. Hell yeah. Please, yeah. um, you know, if you're ever looking for a new job, put that in a resume. <laughs> if nothing Space. else, maybe we'll get Space. more listeners.
1: Yeah, I've been like really full with work, so if you need something to do, I could use a little help on the side.
3: Yeah, you want me to? Yeah.
1: But you will need a resume. So. Whittle something. Yeah, no, you. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, tell me like all your biggest. You know, uh, just the highlights. It doesn't have to be like everything. Yeah, like what are your strengths? Mm-hmm. strong lego game. game yeah strong. Uh, yeah can you hang out with my son <laughs> yeah yeah
2: i think we proved that
1: yeah uh but i think as uh as uh Neil armstrong said uh so fuck y'all yeah no, well he didn't well, you that. know what <laughs> he, he said one small spit for man, and Buzz was in the background going, Fuck you, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, one more
2: last random ass fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seriously had a management meeting to figure out because they didn't want Buzz Aldrin to be the first man on the moon because <laughs> uh, no one liked
1: him. He was such a badass. I love
2: That's. Him a, so I much. like him so much. So they um they decided they wanted a calm and quiet person to be the first man on the moon <laughs> not Buzz Aldrin and so they had Armstrong do it as like a uh, they basically cuz he was commander they said he could go first.
3: That's how um, they that's how they circumvented any sort of argument or anything. Yeah. Or yep. cuz yeah. there was like rumors about like
2: Armstrong being a diva about it being like i want to go first because i'm commander and then it really it came from like Mm -hmm. way above him from management being like
3: no fuck buzz he's a jerk this guy's a fucking this guy's a fucking square kind of a loser let's let's let him talk
0: yeah let's
1: he's really good at what he does but god damn it let's not let him talk yeah Kind of like, kind of like this podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all talk.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, um, we'll uh, be getting to those assignments from episode one forty-eight next uh, next time we speak. Um, Ooh, that makes it one fifty. That's true. Bang bang. Bang, next bang big big milestone some would say the biggest for a movie podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: hey you know that's that's quite the achievement you know nah, I, yeah, yeah. you guys have been
3: <laughs> it is like kind of like,
2: consistent like <laughs> well no just you know they you know most podcasts don't make it past Fifty, let alone 100
3: or 150. So and it's tr- like even with like, it's 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 a, a hobby project, of right? all of ours. But it's the level of commitment that it that we've all I don't know shown to our various projects. I I, I don't think uh, that's anything to scoff at.
1: No. Yeah, no, I, I mean. D- at the very least, like I actually have to do something for this podcast. Like for my other podcast, I just got to show up. Well, yeah, you got Jim to do all the
3: talking. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, now he's got a boat, man. That guy won't shut
3: up. <laughs> Jimmy boats. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, till next let's, time. Uh, let's call it a call it a night. It's called a mission. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Mission
3: complete. Mission accomplished. We'll get the the banners the, in the mail.
1: The eel has landed. Oh hell yeah.